competition, friendly competition. Repeatedly make a rushed and bad decision. In this friendly competition, friendly competition. It's a friendly competition. I admire this team's ambition. Welcome to Friendly Competition, a show where everything's made up and the points do matter. And where friends, of course, you know, compete in a friendly way. I'm your host and friend, Lex Friedman. Allow me to introduce scorekeeper and side judge, Dan Morin. Hi, Dan. Hi, Lex. I'd like you to know that I have dubbed this show the 11th Plague. (laughs) (laughs) It's even funnier when you know we're recording on Easter. Thanks, Dan. Let's introduce today's five incredible contestants. It's Chip Sutter. Hi, Chip. Hi, Lex. I have no idea what I'm doing. That makes five of us. Uh, airs Glenn Fleischman. You know, I'm I'm here for every game show, apparently. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> and Kathy Campbell. Hi, friends. I'm here, although I only think I counted four of us. How are there five? The surprise guest. There's Mick Murtha. Hello, and a belated happy Honda days to all who celebrate. Hey. <laughs> and uh, we used to play this game with five living contestants, oh. and we realized it's better when we add a fifth virtual contestant by the name of Silent Carl. So Silent oh, Carl Silent will be Carl. rounding out today's oh, roster. Love me some Silent Carl. Uh, Silent Carl is basically played by Luck, me, and Dan. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's a good combination. It's a great comment. Silent Carl is essentially the podcasting version of setting a place for Elijah at the table. <laughs> it's very. This is a very special edition, and we will slay no one. Like on Elijah, episode. Silent Carl, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Can't find his way home. There's not too many rules in this game. Rule number one, points are rewarded or awarded to individuals on a per-round basis. Uh, all of my and Dan's decisions are final. Contestants may object, they may ask clarifying questions, and we may or may not answer. Uh, There's a unique rule this time around. Speed will count. Submitting last risks you losing a point. If you are the last one to submit on any round, you will be posed a trivia question. If you get it wrong, (laughs) you lose a point. If you get it right, you don't lose that point. This game's great because I learn the rules as we come in along with the contestants. Ignorance is published or punished with. That's exactly also it. It's really slowness. Slowness. I have an ace published. in the hole for the trivia, my trivia knowledge, because I have a large collection of Uncle John's bathroom readers. <laughs> yeah, but have oh, you man. read and memorized them all? Because wow. you well, can't yes. research. That is the second time I've heard about those books in the last few days. I, I have a long history of reading those books, and you, of course you memorize <laughs> all the stuff in it. Uh, yeah. That's the whole point of the book. it works, yeah. My wife actually reads them start to finish, which is That's just odd, weird. But, yeah. <laughs> That's also how I read them, but I'm not Mick's wife. So far as he knows. The first round of friendly competition is a homework round. I asked each of our contestants to share a clip of up to 30 seconds long of an ad for friendly competition. So we'll start with the ad that Chip recorded for this very podcast. It is an age of Niles when the capriciousness of those who have risen to power crushes the faith and confidence of a people yearning for objective truth and meaning where the rules work for the man and the house always wins. That means it's the perfect time for friendly competition. Join Lex Friedman and five hapless pals in games of trivia, creativity, and prayer that the tyrannical host likes you and gives you points. Friendly competition, where arbitrary whims meet whimsy. Wow. <laughs> really good. Oh, a lot yeah. happened there. A lot happened. That's just a great seconds. tagline, too. Really nice. That's excellent. Excellent. I got some uh, Next up, of course... It's Glenn. 
Hey, buddy, why so down? Whenever I try to play a game with other people, they're so mean to me. You mean they're unfriendly? Yeah, that's the word. What if there were a game you could be part of in which everyone was your friend? Ah, that's not possible. Oh, my summer child, it surely is. Tune in to Friendly Competition, a podcast on the Incomparable Network, hosted by Lex Friedman with scorekeeper Dan Morin, and you'll have friends again. Thanks, I'm going to tell all my real-world friends to get lost. Wait, that's not what... Thank you. <laughs> I just want to know. I, I got. I have a technical question on this one. Having played D anD D earlier today, as we record this with Steve Lutz, who did a voice that very much sounded like that. That wasn't Steve, right? It sounds that like Steve. That was me. Both those. I had a feeling, but I also kind of sounded I like kinda, Steve. I feel like I kind of lost my mind while working on that. So you saw, you heard the result. I, I actually appreciated also that Glenn used his announcer voice there. My I'm Glenn. Voice. It was like it was that. Was good. I'm an internet Glenn uh, <laughs> Our third ad comes from Kathy. Do you like listening to friends play games and compete against each other? Have I got a podcast for you. The Incomparable Game Show feed has tons of different games for you to enjoy. From Inconceivable, Low Definition, Are You the Spy, and many more. There are so many hours of great shows for you to listen to. And then, when you're done with those, check out Friendly Competition, a show run by Lex Friedman and his indentured scorekeeper, Dan Morin, where friends compete. Thankfully, only on the incomparable. Wow! Sick. Kathy angling for a golf score. Okay, oh, and then finally, here's Mick. It is very important to keep tabs on what the youth of America are up to. So I have a couple here that I'm going to ask a couple of questions. You, ma'am, what is your favorite television show? Paw Patrol. And you, sir, what is your favorite movie? Big Hero Six, sir. And you, ma'am, what is your favorite audio panel game? Wait, wait, don't tell me. And both of you, what's your second favorite audio panel game? Friendly Competition! That's right, Friendly Competition, only on theincomparable.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. How did you do all those voices? <laughs> what, was the, what was the bribes required? How much chocolate? You know, you I was to... honestly surprised. It was one take. They were very professional. Wow. wow. I have to... Nice, very nice. I did tell him I'd, I'd shout him out by name. That's my nephew, Connor, and my niece, Mackenzie, helped me with that. So thank you Hi, guys. Connor and Mackenzie. Good Aww. job. Excellent work. Both did great. I do like that somebody forgot what the first word of the title of the show was. That was competition. They covered it. Uh, Silent Carl, what did you bring for us? Oh, Carl. Oh, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Not good at well, homework. It's, it's a way that the human contestants can get Lex, out to an early lead. Can I inject some thoughts here? Please. I would love to hear it. Uh, I feel like the production value on Chips and Glens, both very good. I'm going to yes. have to dock Chip, though. Uh, because uh, Chip did not acknowledge me as the scorekeeper of the show, which <laughs> Glenn and Kathy did. So mm, that's just how it's going to go. Well, I've, I'm, I'm thinking about this. Uh, I would say, I. Uh, hmm. I'm thinking. Okay, it's tough. I know. This is this is what I'm going to do. I think we're going to give Glenn five, Chip four, Mick three. And Kathy just won. I'm not going to give Silent Carl two, but Kathy insulted the show throughout her entire spot. Wow. Uh, it was it was brutal. It hurt it was, me. It was with tough love, Lex. I gave you one point with love, Kathy. So it yeah, all works true. out. Can I give Kathy a bonus point for mentioning inconceivable? Absolutely. Yeah, see, you can. Okay. see, yeah. All right, I will take my one ghost point and my it's one real point. It's a real point. point. No, both <laughs> no, points that's, count. That's a legit point. That's how it works. That's a full Damn. point here. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We're going to dive into our live action rounds. This first round is called Ooh. Number Rhymes. Oh. You're going to submit a four-line rhyming poem. 
in your poem, you must rhyme two of the numbers from one to ten. You will only get points if the rhymes you provide for your numbers are unique. So you can't use zero. So if multiple contestants rhymed zero with hero, they would not gain points. But if you uniquely rhymed zero with Robert De Niro, you'd be fine. You'll get five points per unique rhyme. So write us a poem. You're going to rhyme two numbers from one to ten, and you need unique rhyming words. So is it distracting, Lex, if we just mention our some of our favorite numbers right now? <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate you so much. <laughs> well, I think this is a game that goes all the way up to 11, just mm, not the, mm-hmm, the numbers themselves. Mm-hmm. 74 is uh, one that I, I've always felt fondly Comprised about. of two digits that you can find between 1 and 10. This is true. Yeah, indeed. But you don't have to rhyme 74 with anything. Like 11 deep, <laughs> nor... I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> You know, every year on this. Passover, I make a joke about how I'm taking this Passover up to unleaven. And this year, you did literally, Twitter. as you know, on the first night of Passover, I, my last call before my Seder was with Rob Reiner, and I forgot no. to make that joke oh. to him. <laughs> oh. And what? I will never get over oh. it. Did he laugh? Lex, did he laugh? I, so I didn't make it. I forgot to say oh. it to him. You have to call him. Did you call him back? <laughs> I did not. The next night. <laughs> Rob, I know we just spoke, but... <laughs> Dan, do you want to submit a quick poem on behalf of Carl? You have oh, 10 <laughs> seconds. I have 10 seconds to write a poem? Well, everybody Carl. else submitted. Mick, I'm sorry to report that while Dan is doing this, that you were last, which means that to oh, avoid no. losing a point, you must answer correctly the following trivia question. Mick, who named the Pacific Ocean? Uh, I'm going to guess... Uh, I'm going to guess Frank Pacific. <laughs> We're gonna have to dock make the points. Does anybody know? Sure. You've heard of the person. Anybody know who the Pacific Ocean was named by Ferdinand Magellan? Oh, oh why did he call it the Magellan Ocean, dummy? Yeah. I don't know. All right. While Dan looks to see, to uh, verify whether we have unique rhymes, let me uh, share everybody's poems with you. Kathy wrote one, two, three, fun in a tree, four, five, six, let's play with some sticks. So you used six different numbers and rhymed using a uh, tree and sticks. Glenn wrote in Lex's game, Kathy does hate, but inconceivable, she rates at an eight. You'd think she was done. Then she gave Lex a one. So we have hate and one rhymed with hate and done. Wait, what? Uh, you rhymed eight and one with hate and done. Respectively. Chip, That's correct. You get a point. Chip wrote, <laughs> in my friendly competition game one, I strive to have fun, but my improv skills are few since my accident in 92. Dan, we're going to have to discuss that one, you and I. <laughs> oh, no. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mick wrote, this Easter has been very great. How many eggs have I eaten? Eight. Jace- Jesus is not Jason. Jesus ascended to heaven while watching Lucky Number Slevin. Okay. A movie I have seen, but I'm not sure Jesus has. And then uh, Silent Carl wrote, this is the number six, which is the favorite of Hicks. But when my number is eight, you know I'm too late. Dan, how did the scoring... Well... With the exception of Chip, how did the scoring work that oh, round so far? I, I do not believe oh. it. I, and nobody used, uh, there were no duplications in rhymes that I could find. Okay, so that means everybody got full credit, but Chip was meant to use two numbers mm-hmm. from one to mm-hmm. ten to rhyme. Mm-hmm. I see game one rhyming with fun, yep, and sure. then our few, 92. 92 now, does 92, seem not between one and ten. <laughs> yeah, I think we can't give credit for 92. Oh. Chip, would you like to defend yourself? No. Okay. <laughs> Smart choice, Chip. Wow. Smart choice. Brave choice. Oh, Brave choice. Here. I'd like to defend Chip. I'm going to stand up for him even if he won't. 
Because see, technically, the number that he rhymed it to was two. Yeah. Not the 92, because there was only one syllable in the word that was rhymed. So I think it's valid. Well, you're, you're wrong, though. Yeah, so your opinion does not matter, unfortunately. It's fine. Noted. That's you're fine. wrong, I'm just, though. Very, very That's blunt. okay. I, like I just feel good that my friends stuck up for me in a completely useless and hopeless task, and oh. all I had to do was sit back here and feel good about myself Absolutely because I was defending. But we're still, uh, so we're still, we're still giving Chip five points on that one? You get five points per unique rhyme, and so he got one okay. unique rhyme. So even though it didn't a, technically a qualify the, the, you know, by the, the rules. We're I, still... I feel very cruel giving him zero points. Okay. So I'm you're okay a generous, doing You're a generous play. host, Lex. Dan, before we get to the next round, sure. could you give us a quick score update? I absolutely could. Leading the pack early out of the gate, it's Glenn Fleischman with 15 Woo-hoo! points. We have Kathy Campbell and McMurtha tied with 12. Silent Carl Praise close Jason. behind with 10. And Chip <laughs> Sutterth with 9. Amazing. Our Amazing. next round is called <laughs> Glenning. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. This is so great. Oh, three podcasts. It gets better. I'm sorry I couldn't be here for this episode. Name three podcasts on which Glenn Fleischman has appeared. I'm sorry, Mick. You get six points for each podcast <laughs> that only you choose. Oh there are God. secret rules for this round. So name three podcasts on which Glenn Fleischman has appeared. Podcast anywhere? Any podcast. <laughs> I, I like podcast. that Glenn asked the question. <laughs> now, if, if we don't know that you've been on it, Glenn, it won't help. <laughs> I got to remember some of the ones I've been on. Do radio shows count as podcasts? That is a discussion that Lex and I can have after you've submitted your answer. <laughs> oh. No. So, Glenn, uh, in order to not lose a point, since you were last oh to submit God. on this round. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Which animal appears on the Porsche logo? Uh, <laughs> I almost said the entirely wrong thing, which will be evident in a moment when I say what I was going to say. On the Porsche, Porsche logo. Uh, a tiger. <laughs> Does anybody know the correct answer? While Dan docks, it's a, Dan a, it's a horse, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, a horse. horse. Ah. I almost said a jaguar, and then I thought a jaguar appears <laughs> <laughs> on the car called the jaguar. That would have been funny. Sorry, I'm, I'm also verifying that that some of these answers are correct. So I'm doing okay, a couple so Dan things is back here. Checking. I may yep. or I may not be able to identify that they're correct. So <laughs> Kathy submits that Glenn has been on Friends in Your Ears, Total Party Kill, and The Talk Show. Uh, Chip says Glenn's been on Friends in Your Ears, oh. This Week in Tech, and The Incomparable. Mick says Glenn has been on Game Show, Friendly Competition, and a very special episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. <laughs> <laughs> and Glenn himself says Clockwise, Liftoff, and the Macworld Podcast. So, Dan, what have you found? So, uh, all, let's see. Um... Are we awarding? You didn't need to come up with three actual podcasts. Like Mick's answer is valid because he Mick's came up with valid two for shows. Two yeah, uh, and in fact, do you want to discuss the uh, the special rules there? There were some bonus points for this round. Uh, Unprofessional and the new disruptors were worth three bonus points for anyone who oh, submitted them. No one. I did. didn't even include my own show. I thought there was no. Bo- I figured you would <laughs> dock me for including my own show. There is a second rule though. Submitting friendly competition costs you two points if more than one person <laughs> submits it. Otherwise, it awards you eight points for audacity. Wow. So- oh. Good job, Mick. I thought for sure that that would have been a go-to, but you know, who knows? Yeah. And see, 
are are these supposed to be unique? They are supposed to be unique. Yeah. Okay. So, so the friends in your ears counted each other out. But Glenn, what show do you think you haven't been on? I don't believe I've been on This Week in Tech, have I? Oh, all right. I'm double checking. I have no recollection of it, but I've been in a lot of things. <laughs> Wait, now i got to find out. They feel the I, same way. Uh, <laughs> you've been mentioned. Just, <laughs> I have been mentioned. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Jarvis mentioned me recently. Jason mentioned oh, yeah. you once, I think, too. It looks like. Yeah, but that yeah. does. That's but I haven't seen you. Have yeah, I'm not seeing Jason. you on. Yeah, I'm not they seeing any record that you've been on. Video, and I didn't have a video set up at the time. I mean, I so. think we have to defer to, to Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, my memory is poor. I sometimes forget. Well, certain things. Things. So let's say we're searching. not going to count this week in tech. No, I, can't I don't find see. I find no record that he's been on it. Sorry. So that's. I don't believe. I don't recall being on it. So how many points did you award per person on that round? All right. Well, I awarded six points for Chip. Uh, I awarded uh, 18 points for Glenn, minus one because he botched his trivia question, (laughs) 12 points for Kathy, and a truly outstanding 20 points for Mick, who should not have been able to pull that off. The audacity. That's amazing. We'll we'll get a score update after the next round, which is called Speaking of De Niro. Share four (laughs) films in which Robert De Niro appeared. There are secret rules in this round. You'll get four points for each unique Robert De Niro film that you provide. Lex, I forgot why I hate this show. (laughs) (laughs) That's the joy of friendly competition. I'm writing that down. I forgot why. Alexa, stop. This happens to everybody who talks to me. <laughs> I, I mentioned the I mentioned the word Syria tonight, and the HomePod was like, "Hmm, what?" <laughs> I, I work at a company where uh, people talk to me a lot and often have echoes, <laughs> and it's uh, oh my god, it's exciting. All right, so here we go. Chip submitted Taxi Driver, Stardust, The Godfather Part Two, and Meet the Fockers. Mick submitted Being Flynn, a movie I haven't heard of, Mm. The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, Little Fockers, and Joker. Damn it. Kathy submitted only Meet the Fockers. We can can just skip. (laughs) Glenn submitted Raging Bull, The Irishman, Little Fockers, and Taxi Driver. So there is definitely some uniqueness challenges. While Dan is is adding those up, I will mention the, the secret rules for this round. Uh, five bonus points for Analyze That. If you provided both Analyze This and Analyze That, you would lose two points. Could not remember it. Silent Carl is awarded five points if anyone picks Bullwinkle, and so that was indeed triggered. (laughs) 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 Incredible. Wow. Incredible. So, Dan, given the uh, uniquenesses and lack thereof, how did you score that round? All right. So, if I got this correct, yep, if I got this correct, Chip got four points which I believe was for... Oh, I'm sorry, no. Chip had eight points because he got Stardust and The Godfather Part Two, which nobody else mentioned. Uh, Glenn got eight points for Raging Bull and The Irishman. Uh, Kathy got zero points uh, for Meet the Fockers. Uh, <laughs> Mick got 12 points for Being Incredible. Flynn, The Adventures of Rocky Bullwinkle, and Joker. And Sonic Carl pulled up five points of his own. <laughs> Wait, it occurs was, to me, yes, though, was last. that Glenn submitted last, so oh, he indeed. must face the wrath of a trivia question. Oh, Glenn, Christ-like. what was the first soft drink in space, Jeopardy champ? Two-time Jeopardy champ, Glenn Fleischman? What was the first soft, first drink, soft in space? drink in space? It was probably something made by the Soviets. Uh, let me think about that. It was a pencil. Uh, 
Do you want to uh, ask him something harder, maybe? Like, what was the first podcast you were on? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say Coca-Cola because I don't know. That is correct. You don't oh, lose a point. Oh, God damn it. I wanted him to get none. <laughs> I should have said spasibo Wait, does, cola. Does tang count? Is tang a soft drink? Tang is not very, no. No yeah. carbonation. Does it have to be? Okay. All right. That's a point for, that's an argument for a different time. He didn't say soda. He didn't say soda. He said soft drink. So, Daniel, what uh, what are the scores? Well, the scores as of the end of that round is Mick has taken the lead with 44 Whoa. points. Praise <gasps> Jason. Uh, but Glenn is close behind <laughs> with 40. Uh, and then Whoa. we have uh, tier two. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy oh, with 24 you. and Chip close behind with 23. So two distinct scoring tiers. in last place? And Silent Carl is in last place with 15 points, but he's, Wait, he's doing okay. I'm beating Lex? You, you're beating you are one uh, point ahead of Chip. Chip? You're beating wow. Chip by one point, indeed. Yep. I think we're by definition all beating Lex because he's not playing. <laughs> I know. You're beating Silent Carl, this, too. Beating Lex is a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hosted by my Works parents in an audio format this next round is called the monther of all rounds oh, no. name three months you'll get seven points for each month that only you choose oh. there is a secret rule for this round so name three months <laughs> oh i love this game <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I always start trying to score when people, uh, not everybody submitted and realize it doesn't work in this game. There's four contestants, and so in theory, if they could have covered all 12 months, Indeed. um, he makes my brain hurt in very specific ways. The secret rule for this round was not triggered, it was the cute months, like say Women's History Month. That's cute month names, not that the month itself is cute, but cute month names would have been worth bonus points, but nobody used any. Everybody just went legit. Mm. Here are the months that were submitted. Kathy went with June, August, and November. Chip went with July, September, and February. Mick went with August, February, and May. And Glenn went with <laughs> October, May, and February. So that's three Februarys uh, for those of you keeping score. <laughs> Specifically Dan. Dan. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. The Legion of Home Scorekeepers. So, Dan, how did that work out? I think, again, once again, as always, <laughs> trying to make sure yeah, I've done too. this correctly. Uh, I believe Chip and Kathy each got two unique months for 14 points. Glenn got one for seven, <gasps> and Mick had zero. However, Ooh. it's worth noting mm -hmm. that this time around, Glenn <laughs> submitted last. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, which TV series showed the first interracial kiss on American network television? Well, this is disputed, but it was uh, Star Trek, the original series, although there's a dispute about whether they kissed or not, but that is officially, I believe, recognized as such. Man. I did. I did know that. I, I knew that. <laughs> that's a footnote. I got nothing, wow. but I knew it. Man. For the record, that's why I only put one line for Robert De Niro, because I did not want to be last. <laughs> almost sounds like, too, when I was like when I was trying to date in middle school, like there was some debate whether or not we actually kissed or not. <laughs> yeah, I had one of those. That's <laughs> In this next round, it's Oh My Pod. You're going to have to fool your fellow contestants. Write the log line for the following obscure podcast. Everybody else will vote. Dan will submit on Carl's behalf. Uh, if you fool people, you'll get uh, five points. And if you pick the right one, you'll get five points. So what is the description for The Borrowed Ladder Podcast? Give us a sentence or two about The Borrowed Ladder Podcast. What is that show? Hey, Lex. Yes, sir. Can I borrow a ladder? 
my uh, my ladder has its ups and downs. <laughs> oh. Uh, I uh, I had to give mine up. Uh, he drank too much, but now it's in a twelve step program. <laughs> <laughs> no, Glenn. I'm sorry to report that you <laughs> you were our last submission. So <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm I'd not like sorry. to know. Who was the first gymnast? I think you'll know this one. Who was the first gymnast to score a perfect 10? Nadia Comaneci? That's correct. Okay. I don't even know why I bothered. Uh, all <laughs> right. So Dan is going to, I guess I'll, Dan, you can, you can read yours I, without giving it an extra I'll, weight. I'll, I'll read them all. I'll read them so all. So Dan is going to tell you all about the podcast, The Borrowed Ladder Podcast. And you have to, and you can't vote until all answers are in. Uh, until all, and sorry, you can't vote until all descriptions have been read. But Dan, tell us what is the Borrowed Ladder Podcast all about? All right, the Borrowed Ladder Podcast. Neighbors can't murder them, can't keep them out of your garage. The <laughs> Borrowed Ladder Podcast. In this weekly show, three friends discuss how to make your way up the corporate hierarchy without doing any work. The Borrowed Ladder Podcast. A comedic competition show where longtime friends document their attempts to surreptitiously borrow items from each other's home and see how long it takes the other to realize what is missing. The Borrowed Ladder Podcast. John and Mike talk about how to manage your HOA relationships. The Borrowed Ladder Podcast. A conversational podcast with interesting people about the beauty of sharing perspectives, seeking truth, and finding levity in the darkness. The Borrowed Ladder Podcast. The seemingly innocent detail of one neighbor borrowing a ladder from another reveals a crime so grisly we take four seasons to cover it. All right. So neighbors can't murder them, can't keep them out of your garage. Friends about the corporate hierarchy. A comedic competition where you're surreptitiously borrowing. Uh, John and Mike and HOA relationships. Finding levity in the darkness. Uh, a true crime so grisly it takes four seasons. You're going to vote for one of those. I thought Glenn had voted Even twice chip. and then realized one of those was his answer. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot read. All right. So Mick and Chip both voted for Levity in the Darkness, which is indeed the real podcast oh. description. Wow. Kathy, you went with Stealing from Friends, which Mick, you authored. Nice. And Glenn, you went with the HOA, which Kathy authored. <laughs> Good work. Thank you. Uh, I have not listened to that podcast, nor do I intend to. Um, Dan is scoring right now. Wait, what was the correct? What's the tagline of the, the logline of the? A uh, conversational podcast with interesting people about the beauty of sharing perspectives, oh. seeking truth, and finding levity in the darkness. It's so that round, uh, Mick got ten points, and Kathy and Chip each got five. And Glenn didn't get any, right? Glenn got nobody no voted points. for him, and he voted for the wrong one. No. All right, oh. Silent Carl didn't get any points either. That's right. So uh, we'll do a score update after this next round. Uh, This round is called Get Lucky. Send us a number. There are many secret rules for this (laughs) round. Send us a number. Whichever one we're thinking of. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Somebody just ran a hand against the keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) Mick, I am sorry to report that you were last. Uh, So I'm going to need you to answer the following trivia question. Okay. How many points did Michael Jordan score in his first NBA game? Uh, 18. Oh, man. 16. You were so uh, close. We're oh, going to have to dock at one point. I was going to say like 72, so I'm glad I didn't get that one. I mean, I was going to guess zero, so. Oh, that would be good. So here are, hang on one second. I just have to figure out how to pronounce that one. Here are the answers you submitted. Um, 
for these numbers. Chip submitted 98, Kathy submitted 40, Mick submitted 27, and Glenn submitted million billion three hundred forty nine trillion five hundred eighty three billion four hundred nine million eight hundred fifty four thousand three hundred ninety so let's go through the secret (laughs) rules okay you lose one point for any positive single digit number uh nobody submitted a single digit number you gain one point for any negative number Nobody submitted a negative number. <laughs> you gain one point for each digit in your number if your number is between three and seven digits. Oh, sh- oh. Nobody <laughs> is between three and seven digits. Not three and 70. That's too bad. You gain two points for decimals. Nobody submitted a decimal. <laughs> you gain five points for properly commaed long numbers. Glenn didn't do nope. <laughs> You gain imaginary... You gain imaginary points for imaginary numbers. Nobody submitted that. And if your number is even, we bump your point total for this round to the nearest multiple of five. Which is, I think, Everybody five submitted points. an even it, number. No. Except for Mick. <laughs> wow. Mick did no, not. Mick submitted 27 in the hopes that I would have awarded bonus points for 27. That's exactly why I picked that number. So what was the, what was the, how did the score end up again, Dan? Uh, Chip, Glenn, and Kathy each got five points and Mick got zero. So, Dan, where are the overall scores right now? Well, it's a lot closer game than it was a few rounds ago. Uh, Mick is holding on to his lead uh, with 53 points, but Glenn has 52 points. Ooh, wow. Very close. Kathy has 48, so well within striking distance, and Chip has 47. So there's a good little cluster there. Silent Carl also playing with 15. (laughs) Hasn't scored in a while. This is a nail biter. <laughs> this next round is called Use the John. Name four famous Johns. Famous means Dan or I has heard of them without Googling. They must be real Johns. And of course, there are secret rules. Now, uh, Lex, to clarify, this is not uh, a uniqueness counts round. Is that true? Did that happen? They, you did not I, specify. I just assumed they were all uniqueness I did count. too, but you didn't specify in this case. So I will ask You're you right. to clarify now. I didn't specify, but I did meet it. So they must be unique jobs. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's see here. Did everybody submit? They did. Glenn, <laughs> since you submitted last. Come on. <laughs> I'd like to pose to you the following question. All right. In which city was Jim Morrison buried? Paris. That's correct. Wow. In the Momar, in the Momar Cemetery. Thank you. We didn't ask well, for that, so I'm going to deduct a point. <laughs> well we were asking for johns chip submitted john the baptist king john john bon jovi and johnny depp Hmm. mick submitted john tyler john quincy adams john legend and john arbuckle kathy submitted john of gaunt duke of lancaster john adams john jacob jingleheimer schmidt and john syracusa Glenn submitted John Belushi, John Travolta, Pope John Paul II, and Jean Jeans. John Jones. So, Dan, let's go through these one at a time. Sure. Um, By John? Yeah. (laughs) So, well, let me also hit the the bonus rules so that people know what we'll be thinking about on that front. Oh, no. You would lose one point for John Grisham, whom nobody submitted, and you will gain a bonus point for any John president. Several of which were mentioned. Yeah. So, Chip went with John the Baptist. I know who that is. King John. Does that mean something to you? Yeah. He's a, there's a okay, Shakespeare play and John Bon Jovi and Johnny Depp all qualified to be. Yep. Mick went with John Tyler and John Quincy Adams, Two both of presidents. whom were presidents. Wow. John Legend and John Arbuckle. All good. 
I will admit another lack in my knowledge. I don't know who John of Gaunt is, but I'm guessing you do, Dan. Uh, it sounds for me like the name is in there in my head enough that I'm willing to 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 bite on there you this. Go. But it's I also in a Shakespeare. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Shakespeare as well. John Adams, who is not the same as John Quincy Adams. Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll let that go. Now, I and I'll count John Syracuse. I don't believe that John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt is a real John. <laughs> but John Arbuckle is not specify. a real John. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's also true. Real person. Yeah. They, oh, I, they said they must be real Johns, which I guess is open to interpretation. Dan, what's your take? <laughs> Are those real Johns? Uh, they're famous. I mean, I've heard of them, right? So they're famous right. in that sense. I don't think it's. I, I blame the, the the round writer on that one, which would be me, yeah. because yeah. I meant to say real people, but I didn't. <laughs> oh. do and then finally, Glenn, you went with John Belushi, Travolta, John Paul II, and then who's this last one? John Jones uh, is the Martian Manhunter. I'm the Martian Manhunter. Yep. Right. Uh, John so, Paul is John Paul a John? He he took the name. It's the name he used for. Many well, I don't know if it was name was yeah. John. I mean, it's John is John Paul. You know, it's like one name is two names. Okay. No, it's John. Uh, uh, Lex, I'm going to point to another uh, <laughs> slight uh, uh, issue from the uh, the round writer perspective. Okay, there are no points <laughs> mentioned. <for> how many... <laughs> it is five points for John. Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to say zero points for anybody except somebody who named a president. <laughs> if you, if you, the cruelest round. <laughs> okay, so I think if that, that is a high the case, round. we are giving. 20 points to everybody because everybody had unique so it's basically like we didn't play that round at all except yeah. for the mick named two presidents that's right and uh kathy named one so ah, so 22 to mick 22 21 to, mick, to kathy 20, yep and then 20 to and, glenn and chip and, and not to be a pedantic nerd but john the the my john adams was actually quincy was in those days pronounced quincy not quincy so oh. well it's, and if you're from boston where i'm from it's still pronounced quincy <laughs> Mm. Wow. Damn. I could deduct points, but you got to love Mick, so I'm just going for it. So, (laughs) This round is a video game character, a food, and a location. You're going to give us a fun sentence that includes one famous video game character, one food, and one location. You'll get five points for each unique of those three and arbitrary bonus points for me and Dan. So here's an example. You can't use any of these. I can't believe Pac-Man ate all the dipping dots at Hogwarts. As you can see, all three can be real or fictional. So a video game character, a food and a location. And just as per the rules, they must be fun. <laughs> I already know there will be bonus points, uh, arbitrary bonus points awarded this round. Uh, Dan, uh, because I don't know if I'll pronounce all these words right, can you read these submissions? Oh, I don't know if I'll do much better, but I'm going to do it. Uh, starting with Chip, who reports that Sonic ate a hot dog at the Sonic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Uh, Glenn Fleischman, who of course is cut from the same cloth, reports that Link ate a bunch of sausage links in Linz, Austria. Did I pronounce that right? I don't know if that's how you say it. Very close. Good. Okay. Uh, Kathy says that Zelda appreciated the roast beef delivered to her in Hyrule. Oh, she wrote roast beast, which I love. Sorry, that I apologize. Sounded, roast that beast. sounded vaguely dirty, too. <laughs> <laughs> and Mick wrote, I'm pretty sure I just saw Dr. Robotnik choking on a Doritos Locos taco right outside <laughs> Westminster Abbey. Wow. So I believe everything here was unique. I would agree. 
<laughs> then we get arbitrary bonus points. And Dan, I don't know what arbitrary bonus points you're awarding. But I'm Some. going to award three points apiece arbitrarily to Chip and Mick. Mick because I thought his was the funniest. And Chip's because I appreciated his double sonicking. I think Glenn also did a nice job with his, his self-referentialness. But I just don't think it was as artful as Chip. So I'm giving oh. both Glenn and Kathy one bonus points apiece. Oh. Kathy's bonus point is due to Roast Beast. I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> I felt Dr. Susian. I liked it. Uh, I'm giving Chip a bonus point because I also enjoyed the Sonic. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Kathy a bonus point for picking, I believe, the only fictional location, which I enjoyed. Uh, and I'll give Mick one, too, because it made me laugh. Dr. Robotnik should choke on a Doritos Locos taco. <laughs> so, Dan, how many points did people get that round? Well, that was Mick and Chip both with 19, Kathy with 17, and Glenn with 16. High scoring round. Chip, you feeling okay? I, I, I'm okay. I think. Maybe. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> this is the quietest I've ever heard Chip on a podcast. So I just wanted to check. <laughs> He's concentrating. Uh, very this hard. round is called Carbon Dating. You're going to tell us in a sentence of 10 words or fewer. That's important. What Remember happened that, on January 3rd, 2012? What happened on January 3rd, 2012 in a sentence of 10 words or fewer? The others will vote. Picking the right one will get you five points. Voting for uh, Votes for your wrong answer will win five points. And Dan, you should also submit I, a fake one. I will one. submit one for Simon Carl. I thought you said Sonic Carl. Sonic Carl, that's his new name. (laughs) So decide what happened on January 3rd, 2012. Was it the first Bitcoin was minted? John Kerry was nominated to become Secretary of State. Apple announced the brand new iPhone 5. A coal car in a train upended in Duluth. Peloton Interactive was founded. There was a major fire in an orphanage in Atlanta. Well, thanks for these uplifting submissions. So what (laughs) happened on that day in January? The first Bitcoin minted, John Kerry nominated. Apple announced the new iPhone 5. A coal car in a train upended. Peloton was founded. Or a major fire in an orphanage in Atlanta. All right, the guesses are in. Mick, you went with the iPhone 5. Dan, who submitted that one? That, my friend, was Silent Carl. There he is. Way to get on the board, Silent Carl. Chip went with John Kerry. Uh, who submitted John Kerry? Well, nope. Obama did. He <laughs> oh, was Shay. Glenn went with the coal car. Who's responsible for the coal car upending? I can't believe my desperation scored me points. Chip, was anyone injured in this coal car incident? <laughs> <laughs> Only my brain. And Kathy picked Peloton was founded. And of course she was right, because that was what was exciting to me. <laughs> Peloton was founded. Uh, so the scoring this round was a circle jerk, and I'm the jerk, because I didn't get any points. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who did get points, Dan? Well, uh, Chip, Kathy, Mick, and our good pal, Silent Carl, each pulled down five points. All right, that leads us to uh, the anti-penultimate round. Name four fruits. You'll get five points per unique fruit. There is a secret rule for this round. So name five unique fruits. Sorry, name four unique fruits. Yes, yeah, four unique fruits for five points. That's hard to say, Lex. <laughs> when I use uh, anti-penultimate on one of my other shows, the co-hosts get mad at me. <laughs> oh, I, I, they I think it's a pretentious that. word. It's a fantastic oh, word. You should. Use it's a it all great time. word. Uh, very pretentious. Uh, guy English gets very Thanks. upset with me when I use that. Let word. me uh, let me fantastic. share one note. 
the comedian, I went to college with this gentleman, a comedian named Zach Sherwin has a song about the word anti-penultimate. And he talks about ultimate, penultimate, and anti-penultimate. Mm-hmm. And what he appreciates is that he learned those words in the opposite order. The ultimate word he learned was anti-penultimate. The anti-penultimate <laughs> word he learned was ultimate. And the penultimate word he learned of those three was penultimate. So you know, oh, that's great. I have an uncle penultimate. <laughs> Lex, I've got some bad news for you. Well, it's fine for you. You're good. Uh, and I got some bad news for Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit the i hit the the uh squash right uh yeah that was it glenn how many bones do sharks have in their bodies within uh what degree of precision uh within 10 percent. in 10 percent. uh sharks have uh no bones in their body they only have cartilage that is correct. You wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. We're running like two games here. There's like the main game and there's the other game. That was so good you impressed. <laughs> the Glenn game. That was so good you impressed Owen Wilson. Wow. So wow. Here, wow. 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 <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it. That's here fine. are the, the fruits that folks submitted. Chip submitted tomato, cherry, kiwi, starfruit. Kathy submitted dragon fruit, grapes, oh. grapefruit, nectarine. Mick submitted kumquat, pomegranate, kiwi, tomato. <laughs> and Glenn submitted dragon fruit, honeydew, durian, and tomato. So oh, you all think no. you're very fancy with I your goddamn tomatoes. Literally, if I'm, not, if I'm not wrong, literally everybody got two unique fruits in that round. <laughs> Which is mathematically Wait. fascinating. Can you confirm? Oh, wait, I know... oh, maybe Kathy may have only got I think one. Kathy You're right. Has... You're right. I mean, yeah. that's correct. Thank you. See, this, oh. is why I'm check- this is why I check these things. I know. Thank you. You think Kathy had one or three? She I think had Kathy three. Had... That's correct. Three. Yeah. Yep. So that means that Kathy got 15 points and everybody else got 10 points that round. We'll do a score update uh, now. Let's do a score update uh, now. Uh, before yes, we get into I'm the, sorry, Lex, right. too. I hate, to, I hate to interrupt, but we did Please. not discuss the secret rule that's of last right. round. That's right. I forgot about it. Dan, this is why we have you. Indeed. Plus, you're <laughs> handsome and charming. Thank you. The secret rule is you got one bonus point per fruit you submitted, including duplicate fruits, that doesn't have appeal. Why you mean oh, it doesn't? It doesn't. It, it's appealing, Do, that, but it doesn't have oh, appeal. A peel. A peel. A melon has a rind. It does not have a peel. Yeah, well, so let's go through these in order because I think we have some questions. Uh, <laughs> I don't think a tomato or a cherry does. I would agree with that. I don't know about a star fruit. Does it have a peel? Uh, I feel like star fruit's kind of rindy also, no? I think it's got a rind. It okay. has a peel. All right, yeah. so it's two bonus points for Chip. Uh, dragon fruit does, right? Yeah, it's a leathery outer skin, according to the internet. So that's up to you. Are, are you I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, <let's, laughs> you made this bed well, for yourself. Here's the thing. There's a, I'm looking at an article that says, 10 surprising benefits and uses of dragon fruit peel. So we'll say yeah. the dragon fruit has a peel. Kathy, I'm going to say uh, uh, gr- you can peel grapes, you can peel nectarine, you can peel a grape. You can- I'm saying no points for Kathy. That's what I'm doing. But you can't peel <laughs> your friend's nose. Uh, Nick, I don't know what a freaking kumquat looks like. I got to be honest, I don't either. I think we give Chip those two bonus points and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Lex. Without well, objection, so ordered. I'd like to file an appeal, Chip. I guess the only the only challenge there is I think we give Chip a point for tomato and not a point to Nick or Glenn, who also put tomatoes in. I will gladly dock Chip's tomato point. Okay. I'm fine with that. All right. For a hamburger today. We gave wow. up one bonus point in that wow, round. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> Uh, uh, Before Dan gives you a score update, I will tell you that of all the fruits submitted that round, the only ones I eat are cherries, 
grapes, and that's it. I don't eat any of the other fruits that were mentioned. Just Wait, why not dragon fruit? What's wrong with that? Because they're gross. Uh, so, Dan, what are the, the total scores now? Going into the penultimate round. The total scores going into the penultimate round are at the top, Mick with 109, Kathy not far behind with 106, Chip with 102, Glenn with... Would have had more points if you graded the peel correctly. Uh, (laughs) Glenn with 97, Uh, Kathy may be losing points for arguing with the scorekeeper, I can't say, Uh, and Silent Carl could still win this with 20 points. (laughs) He probably won't. <laughs> Can't. He cannot win. This, this is the limerictionary round, the round everybody loves to hate. You're going to write an original limerick on a topic provided by the previous episode's champion. In oh. this case, Erica Ensign. Dan oh. will be writing on behalf of Silent Carl. Erica's topic was not Doctor Who. That's too obvious. This is quoting Erica. Make them write about Canada. No. Western Canada. So your topic is Western Canada, and you got to hear Erica's line of thinking. Contestants will vote for their favorite limerick, and you'll get five points per vote you score. Dan and I also may arbitrarily award bonus points, even though Dan's also writing one of his own (laughs) on Carl's behalf. So we need a limerick about Western Canada. Um... If people remember and tweet at me when this episode is released, I will share my own limerick as well. All limericks are in. Chip, because you were last, you have to tell us, to avoid losing a point, what color is a Himalayan poppy flower? Pink. We're going to have to dock a point. Anybody know the color of a Himalayan poppy flower? It's not yes, red. Yes, it's blue. It's blue. It is blue. Wow. You sick, sick man. <laughs> of course wow. he is. Jeez. <laughs> I'm All right. so happy. Dan, get your limerick reading hat on. All right. My hat is on, and I'm not going to read a list of fruits. <laughs> Tempting <laughs> as it is. <clears throat> Western Canada is the best. Gorgeous and wonderful in the West. The only part better is when it's wetter. Just like the stakes, states below, take the test. In Whistler, we love to ski. It's in the northern portion of BC. In winter or summer, it's never a bummer. From the mountaintop, you can view the sea. There once was a man from Vancouver who had to drag out his old Hoover. He vacuumed the rug and discovered a bug, then wrote a report to improve her. <laughs> there once was a man from Alberta who claimed fossil fuels won't hurt ya. He's kind of a nut and a pain in the butt, but Prime Minister, so he is a jerk, ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, that, that my delivery on that one kind of fell apart because I was parsing it as I was reading it. <clears throat> I can't believe how that moose peed. He did it with great verve and speed. He yellowed the snow. It happened, you know, at the world-famous Calgary Stampede. So you're going to pick one of those limericks that's your favorite. Uh, better when it's wetter. Uh, skiing in Whistler with the mountaintop views. The Vancouver Hoover. Bug finder. Alberta and fossil fuels won't hurt you. And, of course, the peeing moose. All votes are in. Wow. There was a definite <laughs> winner pee, in that round, Lex. Moose P scored votes from the following. Kathy, Chip, Glenn, meaning everybody but Mick voted for the Moose P, which was written by Mick. Mick. <laughs> so, oh, of well done. Mick, for his part, picked Hoover, which was written by Silent Carl. Good for you, Silent Carl. So... Dan, how did that affect... What were the scores in that round? Well, Mick got 15 points, Silent Carl got five, and Chip had negative one. <laughs> uh, would you like to award any bonus points in that round, Oh, Lex? what a great question. 
Uh, <laughs> what about you, Dan? I'm going to give Silent Carl 75 bonus points. <laughs> 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 um, well, I would like to give Glenn one bonus point for formatting. He indented his... Uh, his that was very pretty. Oh uh, <laughs> and... Um, uh, oof. I think those. I think those. I think Mick. Mick got enough points. He doesn't need our pity. Right. Pity I bonus think everyone points. participated in that round. Well so done. well done. <laughs> well done, everyone. You know, I will take my participation point. So Dan, we're I guess about I'll to take enter... my participation non-point. <laughs> Dan, we're about to enter the final round. So tell us the scores as we head into things. All right. Well, there is a definite leader of the pack, and it continues to be Mick with 124 points. Kathy is at 106. Chip has uh, jumped up there to 101, and Glenn is at 98, not quite having broken that 100 barrier. Silent Carl still has 25. It's fine. So here's what's amazing. With the exception of Silent Carl, it genuinely is potentially still anyone's game. We're going to do our final round called Rock, Paper, Scissors. We're going to do a tournament. We're going to start with the two players in last place. Uh, round one will be worth 10 points, round two is worth 20, and round three is worth 30. You're going to submit to us uh, what you're throwing. Uh, the first round will be Glenn versus Chip. So you'll submit to us your rock, paper, or scissors. Uh, if it's a tie, you have to answer a trivia question before we can continue. <laughs> Sorry, Chip. All right. <laughs> this time you'll have to submit your trivia answer in writing, and whoever gets the trivia question right first will be the one who won this round, because you both threw scissors. Which mammal does not have vocal cords? I know this one. I think. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, Chip went with the platypus, and Glenn went with the seal. The answer is giraffe, so now I can throw another one. On the uh, rock, I paper, scissors. I just want to say that this is the only trivia question that I knew. <laughs> so throw your next rock, paper, scissors round, Chip and Glenn. Mm. All right. Chip mm. threw scissors and was defeated by Glenn's rock. So ten, Glenn threw ten rock. points for Glenn. Getting 10 points. So Glenn will now throw down against Kathy. So Glenn and Kathy, please submit your rock, paper, scissors throw. <laughs> Well, because paper covers rock, Kathy covered Glenn. Oh! So Kathy just scored 20 points. Wow. That means Kathy now faces Mick in an all-important final round of rock, paper, scissors. This is so winner take all. submit your throws now. Kathy threw rock and Mick threw paper. Paper oh! covers rock. Mick just got 30 points. Damn. What does that do to our final score? Wow. That was... Uh, down to the wire there, Lex. But Mick eked it out and wins today with 154 points. Oh, Kathy, hooray. second place with 126. Glenn managed to jump himself <gasps> up to third place there with 108. And Chip finishes out the day with a respectable 101 points. Silent oh. Carl, though, scored a uh, thousand bonus points at the end there and wins. Hey, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Who won the trivia contest today? <laughs> I'm sorry. There was no trivia contest. Me, because I didn't have to answer any. <laughs> That's true. I give Kathy one point for not having to answer any trivia oh, questions. It affects nothing. Uh, but my thanks to Chip, Glenn, Kathy, and Champion Mick, along, of course, with scorekeeper Dan for playing once again on Friendly Competition. You all did wonderfully. We're all winners, especially Mick. Oh, 
Good job, Vic. Yay. Now we get to bring you back for more games. Ha ha. It was Looking a trick. A sticky winning situation. <laughs> Kathy Drop tweeted down. at me asking what my limerick was. It was, <laughs> there once was a Western Canadian. When he parted, farewell, we bait again. I shouted hooray when my dear friend said, A, oh, and how are these limericks made again? I, I found, <laughs> I, it was, I, I know nothing of Western Canada. Friendly competition, friendly competition, a game where people made some rush decisions. That was friendly competition, friendly competition, friendly competition, and 